The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Crazy. Boxing has been on it this year. Crazy. Crazy. That's all I'm saying. This is in the aftermath of Benavidez versus Lemieux. I don't know if you can hear this or whatnot. But basically, it was an exciting fight for as long as it lasted, at least. And these two warriors, as they say, came out banging, ready to go. Banging. Ready to go. It's legit stuff right there. So if you're not watching or you weren't watching at that particular time, David Benavidez stops David Lemieux in two rounds, basically. Two rounds. It's insane. You know, I just had to come on and talk about it. I might make this a regular thing, as a matter of fact. It was so exciting, you know. We got a lot of good boxing that's been popping off as of late. So I had to come in and and basically – Say a thing or two. Say a thing or two. Random, what's up, man? Hey, you should come on. You should come on, Random. Let me know. Let me know. Why not? Let's talk some boxing. <laughs> but man, crazy night of action right now in the in the essential in the modern world, at least. Uh, man, a lot of stuff that was going down. A lot of good fights. You know, fights that were exciting ended up being worthwhile, you know, and we're and they're not pay-per-view. So that's another plus, you know, we're getting a lot of more stuff on pay-per-view in, in comparison to the last, I would say, few years at the very least. Um, but this year thus far, there has been a lot of good action that has been uh, right there on regular TV. Now, Showtime, of course, is a premium cam- uh, channel, so. Outside of that, you know, the fact that it's a premium channel, you know, there's been a lot of good action that has taken place here over the course of this uh, 2020 year here, first two quarters, and I'm all for it, you know. every Everything or the majority of things have delivered thus far, a majority of the big fights. Taylor Serrano delivered, Benavidez Lemieux here just delivered, Lemieux is actually doing his post-fight interview i'm gonna see if we can hear this but hey i gotta give props to lemieux he was he was showing that he's a tough cookie you know he we haven't really seen him in a while on the major stage the last true major stage we saw him on he was on he was facing Gennady golovkin and at that particular time golovkin was running through all the middleweights for the most part but it's good to see him back uh at least doing what he can do you know which is throw big punches. He wasn't successful, but 
good to see me doing his thing. So we'll see what's next for him. He wants to continue or what. But one thing I will say that Benavidez, man, tough. It's going to be tough for anyone to defeat Benavidez. I can say that right now. There might be there might be some out there who can. I think Andre would make it a good fight. I think Canelo would make it a good fight. It would be a tough fight just regardless, just given his style, you know. He's not a lackluster sort of just uh, nothing to offer type of fighter. He, he seems to have pop and he seems to be durable. And that's going to make it very interesting. We're going to see who he wants. He's about to say down who he wants. He's saying that they're ducking him. I don't know. What do you think? Is Benavidez being ducked right now? He's calling out everybody. Man, he's calling everybody's peas, if you know what I mean. So he's willing to take on anyone. It's just a matter of whether they're willing to take on him. Uh, there are a lot of guys out there who who say they want it, but um, a lot of them just kind of want that Canelo fight just because it's the biggest payday and all of that. But the roads at 168 at this particular juncture seem to be leading to David Benavidez, but it's going to depend on what Canelo decides to do next. And I know Eddie Hearn was on today. I was watching that show, Boatsy Richards. And it seems that Eddie Hearn is of the impression it's going to either be, uh, Dave, not David Dinovitas, it's going to either be Dimitri Bivol or Gennady Golovkin for that third fight. And if you've heard me discussing that previously, I think um, I, I think that that third Golovkin fight is a little bit past his prime, but they, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. James Morgan, hey, what's up, man? Yes, people avoiding him, hey. You know, I will say uh, he's not someone you would just want to jump in there with. You got to make a lot of tough decisions as to whether or not you want to get in the ring with Benavidez. Definitely high risk, I will say that. I think you could uh, do a, do big numbers uh, on the West Coast for sure. You could definitely do big numbers on the West Coast. But it is a very, very high risk type fight. And Benavidez, hey, hey, you know what? I got to give him his props. He mentioned beforehand he came in two pounds under the 168-pound limit. He wanted to show that he's focused and that he can still make the weight. And one thing that was super glaring is that he's not a small guy, you know. He's a very large dude. He is a very large dude. And if he's making 168 comfortably, like he did in this particular fight, time will tell here as the future moves on. But I think he's going to keep that trajectory up. But um, if he can make it comfortably, that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. Because thus far, I don't remember really seeing him hurt or anything of that nature. And he seems to just come forward, doesn't care about what is being dished out towards him. And it has been successful for him at this particular point, you know. So if you're one of those fighters at 168, especially if you don't have a belt, then in all likelihood, yes, you're not looking to just get in there with him for anything, you know. So avoid, yeah, that might be the thing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, James Morgan. 
Yeah, hey, I think that there's some some truth to that. I think that Benavidez, yeah, some people don't want to take him on, you know. I think he's being 100% honest, you know. He he's he's a tough guy, you know. He's a tough cookie. He's got the size. He's got the power. I mean, that alone right there means that he's you know he's gonna be tough to deal with. But hey, he he has passed every test thus far. He's had a couple of fights that he may have looked lackluster or whatnot. But that could have been due to the weight cut and him going about it properly. But this version right here, as far as him being 100% in shape, yeah, that's tough right there. That is tough. Canelo versus Benavidez is a fight I know a lot of people have called for, and I'm for it. I'm for it if he moves to 168. But I think, like I said, Canelo is going to take on Golovkin, and that's going to be interesting in itself assuming the Bebo rematch doesn't happen. But, yeah, as far as 168 is concerned, yeah, Benavidez is the guy right now. It's the guy right now. For sure. Shout out, uh, Random. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Yeah, we're going to link up here soon, though. We're going to link up without a doubt. But, yeah, uh, man, Benavidez, yeah, he's going to be tough to deal with. And I uh, I will say that uh, I, I think that, it will be interesting, you know, to see how some of these 160-pound guys who are talking about moving up and stuff look. Uh, Lemieux looked – you could tell he was uh, physically the smaller fighter. And Lemieux, he's, he's, he's got a solid build to him, but he, you could tell the size difference there. One of the fights I've been mentioning at least over the past couple of weeks along with uh, Boz is uh, the potential for David Benavidez versus – Zerto Ramirez, I think that is like nonstop action right there. Of course, Zerto is at 175, so the likelihood of that happening anytime soon is probably probably not one of those things uh, because of the fact that Benavidez seems to have his eyes set on 168 pounds and taking the throne there. But, man, could you imagine Zerto versus Benavidez? Man, Gilberto Ramirez, come on. Come on, he's legit as well, and he's another big – he's a big 175-pounder. In his last fight, he came in 29 pounds heavier after the weigh-in in terms of what he rehydrated to. He rehydrated to 240 pounds, or 204 pounds from the 175-pound limit, so that's pretty crazy. It makes me wonder – I wonder what Benavidez rehydrates to because he is a big body just in general, so – yeah, that's some tough stuff, man. It's, it's tough. But I think Benavidez, he has the type of style, that all-action type style, that he, he can continue to build upon his fan base. So it'll be good to uh, see what actually is next for him. Uh, Andre is moving up to 168. It'll be interesting to see if he takes that fight. That fight, for sure. Uh yeah, yeah, James, hey, I'm with you. That's like, uh, I see that as one of those classical all-action scraps right there. One of those ones that has the potential for being a great trilogy. You know, when you look at potential style matchups, Ramirez Benavidez has that, I would say, trilogy-type feel to it in terms of potential for being one of those Gotti Ward-type fights. Uh, it just has a potential of that because both seem to be a non-back-down type fighter, though that force is going to come together, that offensive force between the two. So, man, that'll be an interesting fight. I think that is one of the best fights in boxing that can be made 
But, of course, there are a few hurdles to jump in terms of 168, 175. Zerto has looked good there at 175 pounds. So I think he's a real deal player. Um, it is a matter of how long Benavidez will spend his time at 168. And if he's intent on getting Canelo Alvarez, then I think he's going to stick around there a little bit longer because that's the fight he's been clamoring for. So it'll be interesting. It, it, it will certainly be interesting. But yeah, that was a uh, Benavidez showed his medal here tonight. Then uh, earlier, of course, there was uh, Joshua Buatzi. He took on Micah Richards. I believe his first name is Micah. Uh, two UK fighters, essentially light heavyweight matchup. Buatzi, hey, he looked good. Benavidez, or not Benavidez, but um, Richards. He had his moments. Uh, but Watsi, I think he showed a little bit of metal. Um, I've seen him overcome the adversity in his last fight, of course, and when he took on the one guy. I think he was out of Scotland. I can't think of his name right now. But I think that Watsi, he's a real player. He's he's a real player there at 175 pounds. Uh, it'll be interesting. I know he wants uh, a title shot. Uh, Dimitri Bivol, of course, has a title. And then, you know, between – I believe uh, it's Better Bev and Joe Smith Jr. I think they have the rest of them. I, can, I don't think there's another 175 pounder with the title, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But but yeah, he um, yeah, that'll be that'll be another interesting one right there. Um, so yeah, yeah, 175 is pretty hot. 168 is pretty hot, and of course, some of those guys are start going to start to move up to 168. I also wouldn't mind seeing Jamal Charlo, the 160-pounder, take on Benavidez. Of course, he would have to move up, but I just don't see a ton of fights out there for him at this particular juncture. Uh, he wants I know he wants Golovkin, but I don't think that fight's going to happen. I think Benavidez makes the most – well, no, you know what? Uh, Jaime Munguia, that, that's probably the other one that makes the most sense. But if he's going to move up, definitely Benavidez. But Jaime Munguia versus uh, Jamal Charlo, I think that's an exciting matchup. On paper, it has it has the makings of something pretty pretty special, similar to Jermel versus Castano. I think just stylistically, it kind of makes for an interesting fight. So it would certainly be be good if we were able to get that. You know, but it's all a matter of what I believe Jermel is trying to do. And, of course, that means Golden Boy has to work with PBC, Al Haven, and uh, crew, which they've done in the past, of course, and they still do when it's a fight that is being clamored for. But, of course, a lot goes into that. If we could get that, though, that would be great right there. That would certainly be uh, one of the top ones that are out there. And I'm, I'm hoping for it, you know. I'm hoping for it. But, yeah, back to Buatsi. But, yeah, Buatsi looks to be the goods. I, th I think he's certainly, you know, probably in that top 15 discussion right now. Uh, maybe even top 10. Maybe even. Uh, maybe even higher than that, to be honest. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I think it's a, it's a matter of styles make fights. But I do think that Buati has been brought up seemingly the proper way. He's faced a lot of different styles. So I think he has – I think he has, a, has what it takes to at least, you know – compete and hang with the elite of 175 pounds. James, Bivol versus Better Bev. Yeah. 
that's a that's an interesting fight right there. I know it's been talked about for a while. I'd certainly like to see it. Um, I've always been a fan of Bivol. I've been a fan of both of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, I, I've seen Bivol a few times live, and I knew he was the real deal going into the Canelo fight. Uh, I thought Canelo had somewhat. I thought Canelo had a chance, definitely on the cards, but. I think that a lot of people were sleeping on Bivol, but he's no slouch at uh, 175. He and he's not the biggest 175 pounder, but he looked to have filled out in the proper manner when he took on Canelo. So Bivol versus Better BF, that's a very that's a damn good fight. As a matter of fact, it's a damn good fight. Uh, I had all I had viewed Bivol as the number one light heavyweight for a good while, but I've been probably over the last couple of years have thought that it's uh, Arthur Better Be of primarily due to activity because Bivol hasn't been as active over the last uh, couple of years. He's starting to pick things up now, but that's a 50 50 fight in my eyes. I think both of them are skilled boxers. Might give Bivol a slight edge, slight margin, but not by a lot. I think Bivol has more power than people may think or may know. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you look at his record, and it's kind of around the time I had seen him, uh, he started out just getting a ton of knockouts. But now he's crafted his, his game into being more of a patient fighter, I would say. He really boxes as opposed to just looking for the knockout, going for the kill or whatever. So I, I think that would be interesting for Better Biev because Better Biev, as we know, he's a destroyer. He's passed every test thus far, but that doesn't mean he's invincible. Uh, it's going to be tough to, of course, defeat him and get him out of there. He's not invincible. Caleb Johnson, the UK fighter, uh, who's an Olympian, he was able to drop better BM, and it was primarily due to, you know, Caleb Johnson's a very skilled boxer, you know, and he showed showed that in, in the, it is fight with better BM, so can be caught. So that might be something that. Bivol is banking on trying to outbox him and everything because, as mentioned, I would give Bivol a slight thin edge in terms of the boxing skill tip. Uh, but both of them are great fighters. Both of them are good in the amateurs as well. Uh, so that makes it very interesting. But, yeah, if it went down, yeah, it would be a tough call. It would be a very tough call. A part of me would probably lean towards Bivol because Bivol, he – has taken, I think, I think the biggest punch is he, punch he's taken, and which is primarily the reason why I, I thought that Canelo, I thought that he had a, had the chance to beat Canelo as well. One of the other key reasons, the biggest punch he's taken is from Joe Smith Jr. and when they fought, but Bivol was outboxing him the entire time prior to the actual punch, and I think that happened in the tenth round or whatever. But Bivol recovered. I don't know that there's a harder 175 pound puncher than Joe Smith Jr. Maybe Arthur Betterbiev is that guy, but if I you were no had to bet money on it, I'd say it's Joe Smith Jr. Just the way he throws his punches, and you can just see he's just built for built with uh, and for power. So in taking that, I think he's fared pretty well against Betterbiev. I think he would probably em, employ this a uh, similar game plan or whatever. But 
better be of course is a better boxer from a fundamental standpoint than Joe Smith Jr. So that makes it interesting. I think it's one of the more intriguing fights in boxing and at 175 pounds, Bivo versus Better Be I probably lean slightly towards it. Bivo slightly, but it's by the thinnest of margins. I'm I'm talking uh 5149 type of uh, stuff, you know, by the thinnest of margins. I think both of them would have to be on their A game. And then the other thing that comes into play as far as better Biev or better Biev, depending on how you pronounce it, is the age. I think at this point he is 37 maybe. Let me see. Because I think that it may not factor in right now. It's going to factor in at some point, and we just don't know when. Yeah, he's 37 Born in January, so he turned 37 this year. So I think timing is a big piece of it. Similar to with Golovkin Canelo 3. Golovkin is already 40 and yeah, some about three years, nearly three years, or maybe right at or or, or more than three years have passed since he had that fight with Canelo. And of course, Canelo's been super active, but Golovkin hasn't been as active. So yeah, I think I think that's a factor, you know, uh, but yeah, better be the, uh, better be a Bivo. That's a, a damn good fight in the sport. And, you know, hopefully we get it. If Canelo chooses to fight Golovkin, then I think that opens the door for that depending, or, or I would say the winner of better be a uh, Joe Smith Jr. Because that fight still needs to happen actually. And for all intents and purposes, I think that of course, better be is the favorite. But and when you hear the term live dog, there's no more of a liver dog than Joe Smith Jr. Because he has the type of pop that could end things at any point. And it's just a matter of how better BF chooses to engage. Is he going to be the boxer or is he going to try and mix it up? Is he going to try to get Joe Smith Jr. out of there? Because when Joe Smith Jr. feels he's in a bind or whatever, he has no problem throwing his punches and usually... When they hit, of course, you don't see them when you're in those situations where you're going through those flurries and all. So I think that that will factor in. But that's a, another good fight. There are a ton of other ones out there as well. But, yeah, 175 is – yeah, it's pretty crazy. They've been able to remain consistent for a long period of time, and I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. That's a good thing. And um, also, I did watch the John Pascal bus versus – Fanlong Mung, I think they were pronouncing it Mung, M-E-N-G, I think they call it Ming. I believe that was at 175 pounds, and that was a pretty good fight. It was on this ProBox TV subscription, which I ended up subscribing to. I think it's a pretty good deal. You can get it for like $18 for the entire year. They're new. It has some backing from Roy Jones Jr. and and uh, Antonio Tarver and Pauli Malanaji was on there as well, uh, and I think it's a pretty interesting production. I I, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was a, it was good, and for the price, eighteen dollars, their intent is to put on two to three shows a year. I think that's a very good deal. It's just a matter of how it continues to uh, move forward, and they and they've adopted. I just found out about them, but they have adopted some form of a tournament style format because the fights I was, uh, uh, one of the fights I was watching last night the winner is essentially moving on in some bracket that has been set up. 
that I need to take a look at because, as mentioned, this was my first time seeing it, but I'm going to take a look at what this bracket is. But ProBox TV, they have an app. You have to sign up on a website. I think it's ProBox.TV. And then you can log in through the app as well once you have an actual um, password, username, all that combo. But I thought the production, production was good. And the commentators were... Mike Goldberg, who I believe was the UFC guy. I want to say he was a UFC commentator. He used to be there with Joe Rogan. Uh, I knew I hadn't seen him in a while as far as any UFC stuff. But I, I don't know. He, he could still be doing UFC stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, Mike Goldberg, he was a commentator. Then you had Roy Jones, Antonio Tarver, then Malinaji. And Malinaji was sort of the role that Jim Gray plays in Bernardo Asuna that in-ring interview type guy. Uh, so that was one of the roles he played in this event last night. But they're supposed to have some other stuff coming. I think they have it on the schedule. I know at least, I, I want to say it's like two things in June or whatever, but and then uh, some stuff I imagine to be scheduled. But I hope it succeeds. I think that's good, especially for an affordable price. I was a little bit um, disappointed in the zone going the pay-per-view option when, of course, when everyone signed up, they said, that, hey, we're not going pay-per-view. We're going to make sure that you can get these pay-per-view caliber fights by just having this subscription. But I know things are, tend to change or whatever. I don't know how much the pandemic factored in. I'd imagine some. But Canelo Bivol, of course, was a disowned pay-per-view, at least in the U.S. I believe on in the U.K. it was like a regular disowned type viewing so if you had the regular subscription then i think you were able to watch canelo be bold in the uk through that but yeah here in the u.s where i am yeah we had to get the pay-per-view and there were some uh some of the fights turned out to be better than i expected than just looking at it beforehand on paper or whatever but i think that uh yeah it'll be interesting to see if they continue to do pay-per-views i know that Canelo is kind of one of those guys who's out there. He can make a move in whatever capacity he wants to. So it'll be interesting. I know it probably takes a ton to pay him, especially if you factor in what that zone deal was beforehand when Canelo's with Golden Boy, I believe it was the 11 fight, 300 million, 300 and something million. I can't remember the exact figure, but over 300 million for 11 fights. And, I'd imagine that if Canelo's not getting sort of that per fight average, which I think it amounted, amounted to around $33 million per fight, if he's not getting that, I'd imagine he's getting something hefty, uh, probably in that $20 million range, I would imagine, just given his traje trajectory and who he is being one of, if not the face of the sport. He's certainly one of, but he might be the absolute face of the sport. So I would say he is. Uh, and I think that Tyson Fury is right behind him at this particular juncture because Fury has been able to uh, he's been able to stand out amongst the crowd in a sense. And he's helped to usher in the heavyweights being like a premier division again. And that's partially due to I, I say that didn't happen if he doesn't fight Wilder in those three fights. So Wilder deserves some credit, I guess, in that regard, because he brought something to the table that made it seem as though it was a true challenge for uh, for Fury. And it was in the first, if 
fight, I would say, with the knockdown, but um, or, or yeah, not necessarily in the first fight, I would say in the third fight because he had his moments, but I don't know, maybe even not there. But it was just tough, tough outing for Deontay Wilder. He, hey, I feel like we saw the best of what Wilder could offer, and that, of course, defeats a lot of people, certainly. Uh, James Morgan, I paid for $60. Uh, 60 for Canelo as okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way, hey, yeah, that's what I had to pay too. It's like, uh, yeah, $60, which I think is good in terms of giving his stature by comparison to some of the others. And I know with these other pay per views at this particular point, they're like $75.99 or something like that, $74.99 maybe. But I think that was good in terms of this $60. That took it back at least to the beginning of last decade. I think they're running for somewhere around there at that particular uh, point where you get a $50 uh, pay-per-view or whatever. So I think this is pretty uh, even kill. And plus, like I said, on paper at least, the uh, undercar wasn't listed as super spectacular, though I was looking forward to Zili Zhang, uh, Zhang Jalei, I call him Zili Zhang for some reason, but the Chinese heavyweight is Zhang Jalei, and he was supposed to take on Filip Hergovic, which I thought would have been a very, very exciting and very intriguing and defining fight in terms of where the two head to next. But Hergovic ended up, his father passed away, and he pulled out of the fight. And of course, um, yeah, yeah, he has the right to do so. You know, that's a major thing right there, losing. Uh, uh, a loved one, especially losing a parent, you know, one someone who was integral in your birth. But Hergovich pulled out, and Jalei uh, Zhang, he didn't let that stop him. He ended up picking up a TKO there in, I want to say the first, or it might have been the second. I think it was the first round, as a matter of fact. And he looked good. He's a powerful um, he's a powerful heavyweight. I made a video about him called The Curious Case of, I thought, Zili Zang at the time, just giving a spelling, of course, but that's a Western way of saying it. But The Curious Case of Jalei Zhang, or Zhang Jalei, because the last names go before the first names uh, in, I guess, Chinese culture, or maybe it's some kind of cultural aspect to a certain degree. But I made a video about him, The Curious Case. He was decorated from an amateur standpoint. He had a lot of accolades and all that. So he's at this point 38 years of old. He turned pro late. So he has to be on, his uh, speedometer has to be moving forward in a quicker manner. You know, it was like sort of pedal to the metal for him, just given the fact that he was already over 30 when turning pro. And Hergovich would have been a very interesting test for him. Um, uh, would slightly lean towards Hergovich, but that being said, I think it's it's close to 50-50. That's another one of those close to 50-50 fights right there. Both have had their moments. I know Zhang Jalei has his power, but Hergovich has shown that he has some power as well. But each of them have flaws as well. And Zhang Jalei, he was hurt against uh, Forrest or Forrester. I, I believe it might have been Forrester. Uh, it was one of his, I think it was this fight prior to this, but you know, he can't, he still did his thing though, you know, so I think he's going to be a player there as well. So it'll be interesting. A lot of interesting stuff. Joe Joyce is still sitting out there. I feel like I haven't heard anything about him in a minute. So we'll see if he uh, pops back up as well. 
But yeah, man, interesting stuff. Good night of boxing overall, though. We have some more stuff coming up next week, so you know we're right, we're gonna be right back in the mix. Matter of fact, you gonna check us out tomorrow. I'm gonna be do, doing some scoring on the Fight Night Scores channel, and then gonna hop right back into another podcast to talk about all this action with Boz. So we'll see how it goes, you know. But that being said, hey, I appreciate everyone uh, dropping in. This was just a little quick thing. Shout out Random Thoughts. Shout out James Morgan, man. Appreciate you dropping in, leaving some comments. Hey, tune in to the next one. Uh, and if you want to come on, just let me know. Anytime you want to come on, just let me know. We can make it happen. So it'll be good to discuss this stuff. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, in the meantime, you know, what we do? Oh, James, hey, I appreciate it, Ben. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for definitely uh, checking them out. Appreciate you doing so for sure. Uh, Going to keep them coming. Have some stuff on the way right here. Uh there's a Tommy Silvanonen who's this Finnish boxer. His video is coming out tomorrow. I'm working on another one, a pioneering female as well, who's from back in the day. And uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Another uh, old school fighter. Kind of try to focus on more of the old school, but uh, we throw some modern stuff in there here and there just to spread the love a bit. But yeah, we got a lot of old school fighters who are going to be coming up as well. Some familiar names, some that may not be as familiar, you know, but I think it's going to be good. But, yeah, appreciate you uh, dropping in, Jay. Appreciate you, Random. Yeah, Random and I, we're going to be working this uh, Langford series. It could be a series. You know, Langford has such a deep resume, it's hard to narrow things down. But I'm going to be in touch, uh, Random. We're about to make this happen for sure. So, so yeah, I'll check you all out tomorrow. And as mentioned, yeah. If you want to hop on or anything at any time, feel free. Let me know. We can make it happen. But enjoy your night for sure. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.